Hello there friends. This is Miles Autism Homeschool and I'm Laura Hurd and I wanted to come and talk to you today about something that I just learned this past week. It was an actual word that had a definition and so what had happened is I was doing this thing and I did not know that it had a word but now that I have a word for it I it kind of like excited me because um I knew that you know when you when you discover that you're doing something right as a homeschool mom to a special needs child it's just very exciting and it's like okay well this concept already existed for quite a while hey guys and there's Miles he wanted to say hi say hi friends hi friends so I hope you're having a great day hoping a great day <laughs> good to see you friends <laughs> And so, the word that I discovered is called strewing. So, that's S-T-R-E-W-I-N-G. And I have it pulled up here on Google. Um, I had discovered this word through a commentary of a Facebook post um, of someone that I follow on Facebook. And... Um, I was just commenting on the post of the person that shared some information about their personal experience with um, a diagnosis. Um, it was adult, and so I was. I always try to encourage the best that I know how, and it also gives me opportunities myself to ask questions to adults that are on the spectrum um, or have other diagnoses that will help me as a mom know what, you know, direction to go with Miles um, and what is going to hurt him even or, you know, bring extreme benefit to and enrichment to his life and things that I need to just totally avoid altogether. Um, and that's one recommendation I would have for you if you have a child um, on the spectrum um, or an autistic child, however you want to say that, um, that you reach out to adults, um, autistic adults, um, and the best way to do that I have found is on social media because um, it's so easily accessible and if you find people that share their journey as an autistic adult, you can glean from their post and not only that but in that case um, that I refer to that you can actually ask them direct questions if you have one or encourage them um, if you enjoy their content and if you're learning from them encourage them so the word was shrewing and here is the definition that I found um, that I thought you know it was just like an exciting moment for me so homeschool strewing is the art of laying out items or resources of interest for your children to interact and engage with. Strewing is a particularly marvelous technique if, like us, and this was from a quote from another homeschool mom, you follow more of a child-led education. So if you've been around our community here at Miles Autism Homeschool for any length of time, um, maybe you're new, but um, we do mostly child-led. We do what I would consider unschooling. Um, I don't like to really define our homeschool because we do so many things that 
you know, could hold different definitions. And then not only that, but I think when I put, like if I were to put a label on our homeschool, it would make me feel confined that I would have to follow directly what that um, label was. So if I said, okay, well, we're unschoolers and, and I promoted that as what we do, it, you know, I think it would put us into a category that maybe necessarily we aren't fully in. So I like the fluidity of homeschool and that, that is, that excites me of how, um, how we can manipulate our everyday life based on Miles's needs. So Miles isn't going to need a certain thing all the time. Um, and so this gives us flexibility to be able to adjust to what he needs, what his interests are at any given time. And so that points back to the strewing method that I have unknowingly adopted, and I feel confident that I can give that a definition now. Even though I don't necessarily want to define our homeschool style, I can define something, a tool, really, that we are using within our homeschool because I have had the opportunity to spend enough time doing it now at this point in time, now that Miles is eight years old, and have seen the benefit and how it is legit, you know. So I'm not, I don't want to talk about something if it, I don't see the, <laughs> if it doesn't benefit our homeschool, you know, something that may not benefit our homeschool will completely enrich another family's homeschool environment. So that's how I try to approach that. So when I found this word and the definition and then I could actually define and label what I was doing within our homeschool, I thought, you know, that it was just exciting to know that there are a, this is a method and and it was something that was totally God-given honestly because I was, you know, I'm always in tune with Miles because I'm here with him, caring for him, um, teaching him, and constantly looking for these opportunities. And the style that I use isn't one of a classroom type style because of the aversion that comes along with that with him. So I've had to learn how to adjust and um, transform my thinking into what his learning style is and adapt to that. Um, I don't necessarily have a definition for it, and that's okay. That gives me, once again, flexibility and fluidity to do what is best for him. So the strewing, and this, this is something that maybe you're just now learning that you have a word for. Maybe this is something that you do, and you didn't realize that there was a... a, a a name for it um, or perhaps maybe this is something that you might want to start trying in your homeschool if you have um, discovered like with Miles um, I cannot come to him directly with a task and without much um, opposition because we you know it, it just doesn't work and there are times when I, if I feel like something's very, very, like, extremely important that a skill that he might need to work on, like, in the one that is blaring in my mind, um, and really 
maybe the only one that I've just felt like I really need to work exclusively and, and approach him in that direct way is with his handwriting. But thankfully, we were gifted with a wonderful OT that worked on him with that. And he was more responsive to her than he was to me. But I did do the support at home, which did cause, you know, that conflict because he, it was a direct request from me saying, and it was an un, unpreferred task of his. So I'm asking him to do something that I know he struggles with. Like if he, he I think he hates it because he struggles with it. He has... um apraxia and so that fine motor is hard for him so anytime with us even something's hard for us we don't necessarily flock to it um with you know a joyful attitude so it's completely understandable but I did feel it was a very necessary necessary skill for him to learn so um that fell outside of the strewing definition so that was, you know, just a part of homeschool that we took directly. Um, so strewing is something that just recently, you know, God gave me the idea and I, I got to see through it playing out through the our homeschool years. And um, I, if I, if I saw him interested in something, um, then I would try to have items laid out just so he could have access to them so like if something I had put something away they either thinking I may not ever be able to use this ever um based on where he was at that point in time because I don't know you know how he's going to progress but I try to you know work toward goals and as you if you've listened for any length of time you know our goals in our homeschool have been mostly focused on those life skill goals. Um, and so that was our main focus. So as we've mastered life skills and things that um, give us a new, a brand new open door and a, a fuller capacity to walk through the more fine-tuned um, skills that like handwriting, math, um, things that are considered, I guess, more um, academic, then, you know, it's exciting. So, strewing has began to play into that as well. Early in what that looked like was um, like a, a Simon toy that he would play with that was cognitively helpful. Um maybe a deck of cards, um, you know, learning through play has been Miles's biggest asset and my biggest asset with him as I've given him these opportunities through strewing these things, um, about our home. So if I see maybe a, a newly sparked interest in an area, if I can find some way to, um, implement some type of learning, associated with that new interest, then I will, if I have something laid back, I will pull it out and like put it in the open on it. We have a shelf in our dining area with homeschool items, or I will just lay it on the kitchen table. That has been really the most beneficial area that if he, if it's something he either had forgot about or has never seen altogether, and I bring it out and put it on the kitchen table, 
And if he has an interest in that thing um, or something associated with it, that he has come to the point in his development where he can better understand it and he's not intimidated by it and he sees it laying there on the kitchen table, he will gravitate toward it and open it up or whatever it is, manipulate it. Um, so recently we've had a new spark in him being um, open to learning about math and that is that was huge for us. Um, that was just in the past couple weeks and I had bought these math puzzles, um, addition and subtraction, one on each side. And so I broke out that I had never opened it. I didn't know if I was ever going to get to open it. And I opened it up and I set a couple of the puzzles. Um, I broke them apart and I, I laid them on the table. I did prompt him over to the table just to show him the concept, like how you put the puzzle together and what you're supposed to look at. So you have the the problem in a circle in the middle and then you've got four corners. No, 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 I'm sorry. So in the middle, you have the answer. So let's say it's eight. You've got the number eight. And then you've got four corners, which equal four puzzle pieces that connect to that circle like a puzzle. And then the four corners are the problems. So like one corner would be, of course, four plus four. And then you and then his brain, he's got to think, okay, does this equal eight? Or like, like I said, I had two, two different answers. So he had to match those. And he did wonderful. He got almost all of them right. I had to kind of stand there and, you know, just observe because a lot of times I'm just observing from afar because if I try to um, get too involved, then he just, you know, it's an aversion to him. He wants to do it on his own, but I'm always standing by watching and observing to see if there's any, you know, little bit of support I can, you know, gently direct him toward um, helping him complete the task. So the idea of strewing um, has been played out in our homeschool for many years, and the fact that I have a definite or a, a a word for what we've been doing in our homeschool now, I can um, define that and talk about it. So when I'm talking to you guys or other homeschool moms in the community, that maybe they're having issues and difficulty with their own child. You know, this is something I now have a word for that I can um, direct them toward and give, you know, give an explanation for instead of just saying, yeah, well, what I do is I kind of just lay things around or, you know, <laughs> it's called strewing. And so there's a legitimate word for it. And so that's been um, helpful as I've thought and as I've seen Miles' Miles's capacity for learning become more advanced um, in the academic area, which is pretty cool because, like I said, we've just focused on life skills. You know, I, I didn't know what our future was going to look like um, if he would ever be able to really focus on that academic the handwriting was something I, I felt, you know, I guess you could consider that academic because you have, you know, handwriting is a, is a specific skill um, outside of life skills, but it kind of feeds into the life skill. Um, so anyway, 
that was like the one thing that I really focused on and pushed for that he didn't necessarily <laughs> like because it was hard for him. But with everything else, I I pray through and and you know I'm like Lord, you know every day you have to I have to pray and ask God to continue to show me and lead me and guide me and direct me in in His homeschool and um and He always does and He's faithful to do so. And then as time goes on and we have perspective and the opportunity to look back and I see how um, he has confirmed these things. It's just very encouraging and it gives me extra oomph to, to keep moving forward. So that's what strewing is. And um, you can Google it and there are resources that will come up. But if your child, my advice to you is if your child shuts down if you try to approach any new thing that may be too difficult for them first you have to trust in God's timing you have to know that God you know God's timetable is totally different from what we think a child should know at a certain particular age um and that has even been proven through you know many years of <laughs> Um, research as well that, you know, kids aren't the same. And even if you don't have a child with special needs, your child isn't the same as the next typical child. And um, they, they, might, they may not learn to read until they're eight years old as opposed to another child that learns when they're four. And that's okay. Um, they'll get it when, when they're ready to get it. And you have to um, be okay with that and trust, you know, God's timing and as you pray and as you're led and if you're actively seeking those opportunities you're not going to miss them you can trust that God will not um allow you to miss those opportunities because it's something it's your job you know it's you want to do a good job as a homeschool parent and so as you're living each day in that manner and with that mindset um, you can trust that God's not going to allow you to miss that. So just like with the math thing, I, you know, I thought that Miles would honestly never be, come to a place to where he could understand math. But did I rule it out altogether? No. Um, I, uh, I saw that puzzle one time on a, on a page that was having a sale and it looked simple enough. And I thought, you know, if he ever gets to a point to where he is um, able to learn, this would be a very simple and fun manipulative um, that I could strew out on the table. Um, and if it's really, you know, his time to learn it, he's going to be responsive to it. And that's exactly what happened. I had that puzzle for at least a year that I had never opened. Um, so... That's one thing that you have to keep in mind is that your child's timing for learning something is not going to be the same as the next child's. And you and it's okay. It's completely okay. But always be in tune to what they are open to learning about. Um, and that's where strewing can play a very um, beneficial role in. So tune into your child. Meet them where they're at tune into their interest and watch for clues of them asking questions. Only up until about almost a year ago, Miles really 
was not asking questions about things. And when he started doing it, that alone was a huge miracle and exciting. So if your child has that ability and is curious about things, they will ask questions and use that as an open door to begin teaching them about that thing. You can do, we do a very layered approach when it comes to our learning. So I would use, if I had books about something, I would strew those on the table or in his bed. Like before we go to bed, we usually try to read. So that would be an opportunity to um, strew some books in the bedroom. And so if it's on his mind, if he is receptive to it and he sees those books knowing that, okay, this is our time to read, he will naturally go, you know, instead of being um, avoiding the books and even having an adverse reaction, he will go and pick up the book and open it. And this is exactly what happened last night. And this whole podcast came about from a conversation I was having with my husband this morning because I was so excited um, because he was asking questions in this certain area about his body. And, and it's, it's not, it didn't happen overnight. It's something we've been building up to through different layers of me introducing him and using just words, getting him familiar with the language of your brain and your skeleton, your bones and your liver and 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 different things like that. And hearts and lungs. Very good. And mouth and eyes. Yes. And stomach. Very good. What else? And liver. And where's your liver? There's your liver. Where's your heart? That very good. Boy, I feel my heart. Yeah, it's beating. Yeah. So, see, he's very curious about that right now, and so, um, that's another tip. If your child is curious about something and and is asking questions immediately start thinking about resources to use to introduce them and to either introduce them to it but if they're already talking about it they've they've been introduced to it and they're and they want to know more about it so think about some resources you can strew on your table to give them more knowledge about it um or if you have a, a specific area in your home or even the playroom, like if your child mostly learns through play now and they start asking questions, you know, strew some things about that subject in their playroom. Maybe put a little shelf in there um, and something new that's going to catch their attention. Um, I mean, the items themselves are going to be new, so they may catch their attention or maybe they're old items that they've not seen in a while. And you bring them out, and it's it's new to them in that sense. Um, but if you put like a small shelf, like some or a cheap or even a chair, like grab a chair from your kitchen table. I mean, that's going to be you know changing that up. They're going to take. They're going to be like, what is this chair doing in here? That's going to spark that interest, and then you've got the items sitting on the seat of the chair that they're already curious about. You'll and just watch it play out. I mean, or if your child doesn't, you know, it doesn't have a, an adverse reaction to you teaching them, do that first, lay them out there in that chair or on a shelf or whatever, and, you know, be standing by or you're sitting by um, 
and you can either prompt them and show them, but I think if you do that, they will automatically gravitate toward it because it's new. Um, it's just kind of mixed up their environment a little bit. <clears throat> and so that's, you know, that's a specific way that you can strew and introduce your child to new things if they, you know, if they're not necessarily one that likes to sit and do worksheets. <laughs> so, <clears throat> and that's why, you know, I, I say we mostly unschool, but we have done worksheets in the past, but it was to focus on the handwriting. So there you go. Um, <clears throat> so that's what I wanted to say about strewing. Um, I'm going to link some um, websites in the comments of this podcast that I think might be helpful to you. Um, <clears throat> and always I want to thank our supporters. If you have ministered to our homeschool family in any way, um, and many of you have in many different capacities, um, you have directly touched our family and Miles's life through your support um, in whatever capacity that was because um, anytime we get support in any capacity, you know, it's, it's <laughs> there, there's no way it's not beneficial to us in some way. Um, so if you've purchased, um, supplements from us from our Plexus website and Miles does take those supplements, um, our whole, our whole family takes those supplements and it's a very, I trust it. I've done research and trial and error with that even. Um, and we've been using Plexus for over four years now. <clears throat> and so that's, that's one way that people support us. Um, is buying your supplements through that website um, instead of Amazon. <clears throat> um, another way is directly supporting us through subscribing to this podcast. Um, and even something as simple as sharing um, our, our podcast on social media, on your social media, or hitting the like button, or following us on social media, you know, that helps us get the word out. I mean, it's mostly encouragement in my, and when I think about it, it's encouragement. That's, that's tremendous support. That's probably the best support because when, when you're homeschooling a child with special needs, you need a lot of encouragement because most of the time I feel like I don't know if I'm doing the right thing. So if someone follows us on Instagram, um, or, and listens to our podcast, and I, I feel like that that's just a type of encouragement, and it helps motivate me. So thank you all for whatever capacity that you support our family, and I hope you have a wonderful week, and thank you so much for listening.